What's up everyone and welcome to another episode of the Justin Insight Podcast. As always, my name is Tim Birkbeck. I'm a writer, I'm a lover of films, music and wrestling. But most importantly of all, I am your body and vehicle through this podcast. Uh, I had quite a busy week last week, so um, I'm going to try and rattle through my little weekly roundup as quickly as I can. Um, so we can get into this week's episode, which, if I'm honest, I think is a bit of a doozy. Um, so Tuesday, uh, I went and saw uh, the production of Grease at the Mayflower Theatre in Southampton, uh, which, if I'm honest, was a little bit disappointing. Um, I was really looking forward to it because obviously I've seen the film and all that, so it's one of those musicals that I'd kind of, I was really looking forward to seeing, but it was just a bit stale if I'm if I'm totally honest. Um, Tom Parker from the the boy band The Wanted played Danny Zuko, um, and he was just he was a bit wooden to to be honest. Um, you could tell that he didn't really have much kind of experience on the stage, um, and he just didn't do the role any justice in my opinion. Um, the highlight of the show was actually Jimmy Osmond, which is a weird sentence to say. Um, he came out as the teenager singing uh, "Beauty School Dropout." Um, and came out to the biggest reaction of the night um, and something that I included in my review and led to him actually retweeting my review which was quite a surreal moment to to have one of the Osmond brothers read your work it's, yeah, weird world we live in um, Wednesday I went and saw Kamikaze Girls who were awesome and their album Seafoam is probably one of my records of the year so far um, so it was cool to kind of see those guys because last time I saw them was with Wolves, and I wasn't really uh, that familiar with them so now I'm a bit more familiar with them kind of get the whole vibe of the band so that was really cool uh, and they were really they were kind enough to, to record an episode of this show which will be coming up in the near future uh, on Friday was uh, a bit of a mental day for me up at work um, long story short there was this woman that we had uh, had been phoning us all week came in and ended up throwing an impromptu party for uh, my best friend who was leaving that day. And it was just absolutely batshit crazy. Like, none of us had a clue what was going on. Um, yeah, it was just bizarre. Like, she brought in cheese, like, Prosecco and all this. And she, yeah, like, it was just it was just a, a very odd situation. Um, but as I said, obviously, like, it was one of my colleagues leaving dudes. And it kind of uh, gave me the realisation of what a shitstorm work is going to be now that he's gone um yeah it's just like i know i've been complaining about work quite a lot in this podcast recently and i don't mean to but you know when you get to that point where stress levels are just kind of at their peak and you don't really know what else to do this this podcast as i've said before has kind of become my outlet which i didn't really want it to be when i when i started but i think for me to sit here with a microphone and just kind of talk is just kind of nice because I don't have to to sit and moan to anyone in particular I can just kind of air my grievances to myself in in my little room um and just get it all off my chest but yeah obviously hopefully work-wise I'm kind of hoping to go on to bigger and better things in the near future um and as I said this as long as this podcast continues to grow, continue to keep getting guests on the show, which I've got a few lined up in the near future. Um, musically, wrestling, hopefully, uh, potentially film as well. I'm starting to kind of put some feelers out there, so hopefully that all comes out uh, pretty soon as well. 
Um, but yeah, thank. As I just want to say, massive thank you to everyone that's kind of supported this podcast so far, and let's keep it growing. Let's keep those uh, subscriptions coming over on iTunes, the likes and follows over on SoundCloud. I'm gonna look at seeing about getting myself on Acast because apparently that's quite a good platform to go through. I will put everything up on YouTube. I've just been so busy at the moment. I just haven't had the chance to. But yeah. Um, sorry, I'm rambling a little bit. Uh, also, this week I watched a couple of films which I was reviewed. Well, one was per- was meant to be reviewed. The other one I just wanted to. Um, firstly, I watched a film called My Name Is Lenny, which is about uh, the bear buckle, uh, bear buckle, bear knuckle fighter uh, Lenny McLean back in the nineteen. 19- 60s 70s uh, from the east end of london um you might know him as the guy who was in lock stock and two smoking barrels who uh had to go to the two scouse brothers um in the film because he he was that that is lenny mclean he was a, a legitimate east end Londoner hard guy um but the film's all about kind of uh his rise into boxing um the demons that he kind of struggled with um, I really enjoyed it. It's not. I wouldn't say it's the best film ever, but it kind of harked back to those kind of brick grit films that we had sort of in the early, sort of like late nineties, early noughties with like Lockstock, Snatch, um, the, the the kind of whole Guy Ritchie kind of element sort of thing. So really enjoyed that. Um, and then today, Monday, when I'm recording this, uh, I went and saw Baby Driver, which hands down my favourite film of the year so far um, I tip my hat off to, to Edgar Wright because it's just brilliant like more films should be like that um, there, obviously there was a few sort of flaws in it but I think from start to end it had you kind of gripped with the excitement of the action and the story in it so yeah really enjoyed that um, oh sorry I, I forgot to mention the um my name is Lenny. Review will be up at vulturehound dot com, um, but the baby driver one I did for myself, so that will be up on uh, justaninsight.wordpress.com If you fancy giving those a little read, um, I'm also looking at doing something kind of new for this podcast. It will be after the main interviews, so obviously it won't affect the the wrestling rounds able ones because those go on for for a while, but. Um, I want to, as I said, I want to try and get more filmy elements into into the podcast. So, what I'm looking to do uh, after the interviews that the feature interviews that we have, um, I'm going to pick three newly released uh, films, TV shows, or whatever, um, which have had trailers just released, and just kind of give my thoughts on those trailers. Um, it might not be of interest. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But I just thought I, I mentioned in my intro that I'm a film lover and I don't really mention the films that I like that much so I thought it'd be a good way of kind of interspersing that and I said hopefully later on down the line we could get some film type guests on the show who knows we'll we'll wait and see but yeah so after uh, the little chat I have on this week's episode will be the first one that I do so I'll pick three trailers and we'll, we'll go from there um I'm going on way too long on this intro, so I do apologise. We'll get straight into to the episode now. Um, it's one I've had in the bag a long time, so I apologise to my guests for it taking so long to come out, but uh, my guests on this week are the trio from my hometown of Portsmouth known as Noyo Mathers. Um, I caught up with them on a rare time that they were playing in Portsmouth. Uh, got sat to sit down with Jamie, Toby and Dan and just discuss things about the band. Um, they're a band I've known for a long time, 
I wouldn't say since their inception, but they do kindly give me credit for kind of getting them on the ladder because they were playing sort of just uh, kind of indie shows and I put them on a show back in the day with kind of uh, screamo-y bands and then that kind of opened them up to, to other avenues. So I'm really grateful those guys giving me a shout, but I've always been a fan of them, so it was really great to, to get them on the show. Um, we get talking about how they're going to keep on going despite... Uh, Toby being in a different country, Dan potentially being in a different country at some point, um, the recording experience over in America, um, and just kind of how the band has grown in general. Um, so enough of me talking. Please sit back, enjoy the chat I have with Dan, Toby and Jamie, um, and I'll see you on the other side. Sat in the edge of the wedge room. Edge of the wedge. Edge of the wedge room. Edge of the wedge. We'll, we'll go with that. Uh, with Toby, Jamie, and Dan, which is the trio that makes up Moyo Mavis. Um, thank you for joining me, guys. How are we all? We're good. You're doing very well. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Toby first because you come from Berlin. So yes. how, how was the trip over? It was good. Uh, tiring, but very, <laughs> yeah. very good. Um, um, basically, the way that I like to do these things is kind of start back right at the beginning. So. Obviously, the show's called Justin Insight, so if you guys can give me an insight of how Noyo Mavis came to be what it is today. Uh, Jamie and I played in another band before, okay. uh, and we were, we were four-piece, and Jamie and I wanted to do music like this, kind of like heavy indie rock kind of thing. What, what was the old band? Uh, what, what, what sort of music was it like? It was like, it was kind of similar, but it was, so basically Jamie and I wanted to do this, and then the other two members wanted to be this town needs guns. Okay. So it was like this <laughs> constant fight of like twiddly stuff over kind of normal, like, rock music yeah. but so that kind of fell apart because they wanted to do their own thing and then we knew Dan Dan like helped he like stepped in for shows and stuff before and so we were just he was the only other drummer we knew <laughs> we were just you like, see how they don't talk me yeah, yeah. Like, yeah well you know it's the only one we know really if there was anyone else we'd choose yeah. there you oh, yeah. became default yeah. drummer pretty much I am yeah I won we by default to, we yeah. like, a, a list of crossed out names <laughs> yeah. anyone else who could play drums and then the last name was Dan so we're like no okay well, let's call him yeah, and then like, a week later we had We've exhausted all other <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it just kind of felt like fell into place from there, really. So, what was kind of. Was there. Because I know you obviously. I've known you guys for a couple of years now, and obviously the direction of your music has kind of changed slightly. So, what was the initial kind of idea of, of the band? Was, or was it just you wanted to jam and something just kind of progressed from it? Yeah, we've never really like. The one good thing I like about this band is we never really like had an idea of where what we wanted to be. Mm. Like so, every we kind of just literally get into a room and whatever sort of style comes out is all we'll go with. Which is why like I feel the earlier stuff of the verse is a lot more math rocky yeah. and a lot more like well we should put in like a five four bit here because this is cool and, to, yeah. and we'll add like a twiddle stuff. But like, at that point we're kind of like getting down getting used to the chemistry as musicians together. Okay, yeah. So getting into being a bit uncertain and being like, oh, this bit will be cool, yeah. rather than this bit serves the song. Yeah. But not just that, I, th I think in some ways, um, uh, not to your own horn or anything, but uh, we... Um, we, 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 we were playing shows and things, and we weren't really, we didn't really have anywhere we were sort of picking. We didn't really have any kind of like promoters and people we kind of knew mm. that kind of 
did the sort of stuff that we did. Like we'd always go, to, we'd play gospel a lot, and there were we were always in different random bands and like with like bands lines up. Oasis. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. so we kind of, and then we, uh, you offered us a show, uh, or I believe we don't, I don't know if we can't tell you. I can't remember how how they started, but it yeah. was. But we uh, we put us somewhere like um, like a heavy lineup. Yeah, and yeah. of course we were just crapping ourselves. Going, uh, <laughs> why the hell are we doing this? This is a really bad idea on on every level because we thought we'd just get like torn apart because we're quite light. And uh, I think from there, when 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 the people actually liked and started reacting to it, found like our niche. And we kind of yeah, I think from that we kind of I, I think that's like the impulse to be a bit more heavier because we got to be a bit more yeah, a bit more kind of. But then you know that brings up the point that we we're kind of in terms of genre, in terms of fitting in with the lineup, we're kind of transient in that sense. Yeah. We, we, we can kind of like shapeshift our way into gigs yeah, because, yeah. because we can kind of not, not, I don't want to say cater to different kind of audiences, we but I think there are elements of our music that, that could possibly appeal to different We have yeah, like yeah. a heavy set and a, and a light set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have all better deploy to everyone this we time. We do have like, like a set of songs that we think like, oh, this, the kind of bands we're playing with are not quite like, like as heavy as we usually play, we can like throw in a few more like quieter songs. Yeah, yeah. but we don't. So we we can we can definitely like kind of change it up depending on what mood we're in as well. But I think we we don't actually have when you say that like it makes it sound like we have like an A an A set and a B set that we, we sort of play from. That's it. We're yeah, saying, so we're these are the ones one we play and they can't be changed to the we other. Have, but we, we actually have a lunch menu and a dinner menu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a la menu of of. Uh, but we we, we basically we you know we. We pretty much know all our songs. Yeah. All the time. We we practice them all, uh, majority. So we kind of we say an A and B set, but really we kind of just see the night. We kind of see how it flows. So you tailor it to kind yeah. of. But we yeah, never, yeah. We never it's kind of how, how we feel. We never really write sets. On stage, kind of one of us will just. We, we yeah. genuine, yeah. We genuinely, okay. do, we don't. We, we never write set lists. We have, like a, we have like a vague idea, and we know what we. But we know what songs we don't want to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll start the night and be like, I'm not playing that song tonight. There's no way. But well, other than that, it's just whatever, whatever in the mood for. Yeah. And like you mentioned, obviously, kind of playing on mixed bills and things like that. Do you think that that's kind of helped you, kind of shape you as a band? Because I think within the portal scene itself, like I kind of view you guys as kind of like a hidden gem sort of thing. Because like you kind of mix in with everything and that there's still unfortunately there's still people that don't know who you guys are but when people do kind of listen to you they're like fucking hell this is awesome Thanks. so like do you find that playing those mixed bills has opened you up to to people that may not necessarily have ever listened to you in the first place uh, oh for sure yeah, yeah like yeah. i mean but that's like that's the thing that you're t- uh, like when you put on the heavy shows like yeah. you wouldn't have ever been in our audience so like ever we would never have even considered going into that part yeah we, I've, it's yeah, like we'll, we'll play with some lineups that are a lot, a lot more indie, and people still can kind of enjoy it because it's not like there's elements of everything, like yeah. without being like a, like a bad jam band. Yeah. You get those bands. You get those bands. <laughs> we're we're not like, fish, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, we can only hope to be one day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's our eventual goal. But we're not fish. There, there are some bands who just do like this is a ska song and this is a rock song and yeah. this is a punk song. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not that, but like you can kind of take a bit of take a bit of. The one thing I think is I really appreciate from playing different lineups is like not sounding the same as everyone else. And yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't mean like we're the wholly new, unique, but like <laughs> there, no, but you go like some nights you go and see like a, a show and it'll be four bands and every band sounds yeah, like, yeah, of course, sounds like fucking minus the bear or something. Yeah, and it's just like it, it's cool, but the first band you're like this, this is great, and then by the last band you're just like I'm bored, I'm bored, yeah, I'm yeah. home. Like so, like playing with every band, like and we can kind of go like, oh, that style of music is really cool. We should try and like 
like we kind of we can like it, it can rub off on us yeah like, like just seeing so many different styles of bands rather than just seeing the same hardcore bands yeah. every show yeah. like and that's not bands fault but like some promoters are just like oh you sound like a hardcore band I'll put you on a hardcore yeah, band yeah of course yeah yeah rather than like thinking I think the I think the the benefit of the Portsmouth scene is it's kind of so small you can't really afford to have like niches yeah yeah like no, like a promoter can't really be like I'm only going to put a hardcore bands because there's only like six hardcore yeah, bands yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to play have the same bands all the time so you need to kind of mix the lineups. And eventually so. they either break up or they, or they go on touring somewhere else yeah. so you kind of <laughs> you lose out of it mm. but uh, I, yeah and I remember because obviously uh, Dan and Toby I spoke to you guys I, I actually looked this up it's probably about a year ago when I did the the little thing when I used to work in the Nick mm-hmm. and kind of look back at what like, my notes I have from that one of the things that you brought up was obviously the, the EPs that you did was kind of you treated it as like a almost like a companion piece for each one mm. but obviously now you've released the, the full length so is that is the full length the continuation from the EPs or do you treat it as this is the next stage of Noia Mothers I, I think it's the next stage yeah I, th- yeah I feel like the like we did because we did three EPs and I feel like it was the, the last EP was like a nice little full stop. Because okay. we kind of, this is going to sound so pretentious. But, <laughs> <laughs> but Proceed. Yeah. <laughs> we, we had like a two track demo and the, the song called Daughters from that, that we used on the new EP. Like we, yeah. it's a song we really liked and it kind of, it, we ne- it never got the, like the, the full recording it, we thought it deserved. So we like, re-recorded it for this EP, for the last EP, for like Endure. And I felt that was like a nice little kind of, um, like full circle yeah of like and that so that it was like that ep felt like a full stop to me and it's like well that's that stage of our band done and then the album is like the next phase because it's not the album i do feel like isn't really doesn't really sound like the the ep's like have like covered a, like a through thread and i don't think the album does it's i think like lyrically definitely yeah yeah so I, I i kind of like i consider the 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 th- three to be like a triptych and they all tie together and they're all thematic. Yeah, look, yeah, look, look, look who's pretentious <laughs> now, Toby. What's your choice? Well, I'm going to stay out of it. Shots fired. No, um, like, it, it's, it's thematically very similar, <laughs> yeah. the, three, the three EPs. I mean, they're, they're pretty miserable. Yeah, I, 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 think yeah. I mean, the album is miserable. Oh, yeah, yeah. The album's miserable, but it has, it's, it, it's, it's different as in, like, it, there's a lot of, Hopefulness in the lyrics. There isn't. Well. There was one song about a guy wanted to kill his daughter with a gun. I mean, because he had toothache. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, we're not exactly cheering his yeah. Okay, well, I'm not, band, I'm not saying, yeah, okay, all right. Um, I think for <laughs> Thank me, you. I, uh, <laughs> take it to his most extreme. <laughs> you are thematically welcome. I'm sorry that we're not the monkeys. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not the monkeys. next album. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think for me, I think, uh, <laughs> I think um, like, when you do a full-length album, generally bands will get lazy and just do a rehash of all the EPs yeah, yeah. they've done so far and they re-record it, add some new songs and that's kind of it. It's like a best of that moment. And like that a kind of, with, an old, with an old song. And it's just because yeah. like, for us really, yeah, like, we didn't want that, we wanted something just like, again, it was like the EPs were just, the, that's closed off, that's 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 the discovery of so far of that moment. Yeah. This is the new moment, this is what we've been building up to. Because it took longer for us to do it, we kind of had longer to kind of play around with songs, play yeah. around with ideas. And was it like you kind of touched upon it there? But was there any kind of particular themes that you wanted to go through with with the, with the record? Because I, I know, again, going back to when we spoke to you before, like you kind of jokingly said you wanted to write the saddest album possible, kind of thing. But but was there? Because I think with a lot of bands, it's very easy to go like, oh well, this is our political song. This is our 
angry song, this is our such and such mm. song. But I don't know, like listening to it, I don't feel that kind of comes across. So I don't, I don't know, I could be reading that completely differently. No, it, it's more like... Okay. So basically, the, the, the first song we wrote for the album song called Blue Honey. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of important in two ways for me. One is there was no real like twiddly bits okay. that I thought, not like without well, a lot of other stuff. Cause like, there's, like when I listen back to the old EPs, there's a bit that's like, oh, that's, that, feel, that bit feels like I put it in cause it was like a cool moment rather yeah, than like yeah. fit the song. But so that was like, the, like it was kind of a fairly straight rock song, which kind of felt like, oh, this seems like more thematically different. But then also lyrically, uh, it's about a comedian I really like who died of uh, like a heroin overdose. Okay. And it was more just like, it, like it felt like the whole thematics of the album, like we become what we've always been. It's like the idea of like trying to hide hide yourself, and then yeah. like the true like the true self has always been there, kind of coming out to the fore. Like he's like trying to hide, like is the kid's trying to hide his addiction. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He was like he like was carrying on his normal life, and then like literally one day he just I think it was like on the news that he died. And yeah. It was, like, Kind of, kind of hit me in a weird way, and then that, that kind of just that was the first song, and then that just kind of weirdly carried through on the album. Yeah. Like a lot of the songs are about just the true self coming out. Yeah, I think so. This is also one of the only like I don't if I had to correct me, but one of the only songs where because I don't really write lyrics per se, and mm. I, I Toby does most of the lyric writing because it's kind of I quite like the way he goes. But one song I, I brought to him were uh, uh, a news article yeah. about this woman um, <clears throat> called Baby Peggy. And she um, basically she she lived this like she was a silent movie actress like mm. a baby, and she had this hot, horrible life where basically her father had just like they 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 just wanted to run away with all the money and the, and the father had basically was so mad that he like he's so crazy that like basically he had a toothache he'd like get a gun out and threaten to kill his whole family and things like that and she'd like be there was a whole building set on fire and she had to escape it as part of the film yeah, like yeah, at yeah. four years old and it was just literally set on fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> genuinely just locked so away yeah burning. kind of the idea yeah. of like taking advantage of, like pretending to like care for his kid but literally just like oh i'm doing this because i'm gonna get loads of money like yeah, yeah. The idea just that there is just like a it's kind of loose because there are some songs about it but it's like the idea of just the high like show presenting yourself to the world as like a false version of you and then the truth like the true version always, yeah, yeah. Com- always comes to the fore like it so that's kind of the, the general which, idea of the album and the, the the time in which we were recording it as well this is the this is when the um presidential or the race for the nominations for president was okay, starting to yeah, really heat yeah. up and while we're out recording it in the states it was nothing but trump basically on tv and it fit quite nicely with yeah, that yeah. not i don't want to say narrative but it's that's kind of don't make it a political album <laughs> no, oh no. I mean, there are no songs about it we're the next anti-flag as well yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. we're anti-anti-flag we're just flag we're pro-flag we're flag yeah pro-flag and you mentioned obviously America. You guys went out there to, to record the album. What what was kind of the the thought behind that? Because I think it's quite a bold sort of move to to do. Um, but obviously, I know that obviously working with Jay Robbins is something that is a is a pretty cool thing to have on your belt. Sort of yeah. Thing. So was it a case of you just thought like we need to do this to to kind of have that experience, or was it just the face the fact that sort of the cards all fell into place? Well, well I mean, it, Oh, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's one of the only times that, like, because I remember we were thinking about it, Dan had uh, suggested the idea, and we were like, no, it's, we, we do, I was very hesitant, because for me, I never knew Jay Robbins, I never really listened to, I mean, I knew uh, some of the albums he produced. You knew the body of work, but you didn't know him. Yeah, him. I mean, not all of them, it was, it was very much a, like, someone I'd never heard of before, and Dan saying, this guy is kind of like, hey, 
put your trust in something I, 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 I know. Like, listen, and, and, and it's like, no, I'll never see you wrong, Jamie. No, no, no. But like, the thing is, I, I, cause I always thought, I, I was a bit hesitant because I, I didn't know. And like, I'm very glad that Dan had suggested because it was, you know, a moment of just, because it was, it was great. I mean, because I, I didn't know. And, and we put this trust in this person that these two knew about that I didn't really know about and, and it was paid off. Yeah, well, it was more of a thing of like, it was to, for me it was more of a thing of like, we we recorded the the, the, the two EPs before the album at the ranch in Southampton, yeah. like the place every band goes because yeah. it's, yeah. it's amazing, uh, and we loved it. Like, but it was it was this felt like a new thing, and we had an idea of just like, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be fucking rad to work with someone, like someone like legit, yeah, yeah. famous and stuff? We feel like a real band. Like not, I mean, that against the ranch, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. And it was more just like, well, we had three people to email. Like, we'll email Steve Albini, Chris Waller from Death Cab, and Jay Robbins. Like, and if none of them go back to us, because like, we've heard all three of them kind of do work for small bands. Yeah. Like, like, and if none of them go back to us, then we will just go, we'll do it at the ranch. Yeah, like, yeah. It's still going to be amazing at the ranch, but it's be a hell of an experience. And then like, like Jay got back to us. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, you, like we sent him some demos, like, this is rad, come, come over. And yeah, it's just it was it was more of an experience, just like just, yeah, just to say we did it and to be with like to have recorded with him, even if like come that I'm the only person to hear the album is our mom. Yeah, like it's <laughs> like it doesn't matter. Like I still have that memory of like oh, I sat in a recording room where like uh, Texas the Reason recorded. Yeah, him. yeah. Like we we saw a picture like we found like the master CD of me with that used first album because he recorded That's that. Nice. Like, and like I'm yeah, I, here I, it is. I think I was wearing <laughs> me with that you shirt as I was looking at. Like, this is cool. This is a weird moment. So what was Talk me through the, the experience over there, because obviously I've never actually been, well, I've been in the recording studio, but I've never actually recorded anything myself. So mm. what was it like working with, with Jay and obviously just the experience in general for you guys? I thought, yeah, it was awesome because uh, we've, every time we've recorded before, we've done it, we've, we've, not, we've not done it to a click, but we've done it separately. Like, so yeah. we've, like, as most people do, you just track the drums and then you add the bass on top and the guitar and you just layer and layer and layer and layer. And Jay, Jay was like, I don't want to do that. I don't think it sounds like, you can kind of hear when a band does that. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he was like, I just want to put you three in a room and just hit record. Oh, so did you, you live recorded the whole album? We like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, the whole yeah. album was live recorded. Like, and also, we, we, we recorded the tape as well, we, which was kind of a new, that was a new experience. Okay. We well. added the vocals, but like, cause it's just, you can't really catch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah so there's overdubs, there's guitar, guitar overdubs and, and, and but like, vocals, no, little bits of bass, yeah. but no, everything else. 90% of the record was done, just the three of us in a room. It was just like, go, we'll figure it out. Like, go, like just literally go and record. And we did, like, I think we did each song maybe five times at the most. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. then we had like a take, pretty much. Like, so it's all, so that, like, that idea of just like, let's get the cleanest, like the, 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 like, the best live sound we can mm -hmm. get. And he was like, set everything up in such a great way. Like, Oh, it was lovely. Yeah, it just, the, the sound, lovely. it was yeah. so lovely. Oh, lovely. The best curtains and the best rugs. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even wear he, shoes for recording. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he just, like, that that mindset of, like, just, like, get the best live sound you can. Like, yeah. it sounds like a real band, like, when I was at the record. Like, it, sound, it, it does, it sounds like a really, really clean live recording to me, which I think is, like, such a, like, a lot of his records sound that way. Yeah, like, yeah. Which I just think is a really cool, cool way for sound, like, you know.
countries and stuff now. Yeah. Um, and obviously this tonight going to be your fair show of 2017. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. what was, obviously I know circumstances with yourself to be kind of forced yeah. to, to move up. Dan, you are moving. I am on the brink of moving. I don't know when it will be yet, yeah. but yeah, to the States. Maybe, maybe not this year. So Possibly not this year. Depends how, depends how it goes. So, and Jamie, still repping Portsmouth. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. So, well, how, how does the conversation band wise kind of go? Because obviously like... Lots of memes. <laughs> yeah. But like, obviously... What's the next step? Well, no, it's not necessarily not what's the next step, but just because obviously that conversation is, I'm assuming it's got to be quite a difficult one. So what, what kind of made you say like, look, we're still, even though we're not necessarily in the same country, we still want to continue to be in the way Yeah, it's, well, I mean, because it wasn't, uh, without getting into too much detail, because I've become so incredibly well versed on immigration law, <laughs> I can speak for hours and it's so boring, I didn't really have a choice of yeah. being, in, being in England anymore. Like, with my wife being from America and England being incredibly shit when it comes to immigration, uh, we had to, I had to move to Berlin yeah. in order for us to be together. So, but like, I didn't. I didn't want the band to stop. Like it's still that. Like now I'm a bit more settled in Berlin. We can be a bit more. We can do more. Like mm-hmm. we haven't had a show in six months because every like it's been incredibly fraught for me. Yeah, of course. Like, but now we're settled and now we're a bit more relaxed. Like we can like, next time we'll plan a tour instead of just being a one-off show. Yeah. Because like how long have you been over there now? Uh, I I went to America for three months and then I've been in Berlin for three months. Yeah. So I haven't, yeah. I haven't been in England since like the end of October. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess as you say, it's just. A lot of kind of moving parts. Yeah, it's it's a lot of just not knowing where I'm going to be week to week. Yeah, to week. yeah. It's, it was a it's a strange strange six months of being kind of very transient. Um, but yeah, now now we're a bit more relaxed and like we can we can come back into shows. But it's yeah, I never wanted to stop. Yeah, I like this band too much. Yeah, like, yeah. I think the I, like and it's not like there was no reason to stop. Like even if we come back, like even if we come back and everyone's forgotten who we are, like I still just enjoy playing. Yeah, I still really enjoy like. Even if like we just came back and did a band practice and never did a show, it's still like like yesterday we had a band practice for the first time in six months, and we should have just been practicing the songs we're playing. We wrote like a whole new song, and we were, like we, we like we were writing new stuff already. Like it we just amazing. Haven't, haven't played together for seven months. Immediately just like the hell. kind of fell back into the rhythm. Of yeah, it, you know, like it's. But I think the thing is there are two sort of mindsets you can go into. You can either go in one saying. I want to be a band, I want to be famous. So you go, go. I want the. I have to tour this much. I have to post this much. Mm-hmm. You, have to, you have to. You have to this, 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 and this. And this is. This is. If, if this doesn't happen, the band's not worth it. I'm going to start scrapping and go on to another one. That's one setting. But like, we didn't want that. We. We want to be in a band. Again, we don't want to be in a band. We don't really care for anything but playing shows. We can play shows, get some money so that we don't lose lose out and yeah. too much on playing. Then we then that's for us is, is our success. We wanted our success to be what we determined to be. So this is what we want to do. So the idea of Ripley Toe is right. We don't want to be, um, we don't want to be try, like, trying to do this and that to be successful, this and that. We want to be like play shows. And if we don't get this amount of people, we don't get this amount of hype, we don't care as long as yeah. we play shows, we have fun and we get to enjoy ourselves. And so we don't get to play as much at all in any way as much as we want to but we still get to play we still practice and we still enjoy ourselves mm. so. and like because I've, I've known other bands that have sort of had members in different countries and they've kind of literally sort of sent sort of demos and stuff over email yeah. and stuff. So, so is that kind of something that you guys have been doing or is it still sort of working the logistics of things no we, we haven't done that like we've been 
kind of dip like each writing parts like just it'd be like me i'll just record something on my phone and be like this do you like this yeah like, and just kind of like a lot of stuff and so we have we've been like writing still kind of writing it's, it's been slower yeah yeah because the like we we almost every song we've ever written has come about in a practice room it's not even like i brought a riff to the guys it's like okay just, yeah yeah it just kind of organically comes out. So writing, it's been kind of a weird challenge to to completely change our writing style, but it's been a fun challenge. Mm -hmm. And it's, we still, we're still like coming up with ideas and we have a few songs, mm -hmm. like, so, I mean, like, we'll, like, uh, this is, I'm not, this is an exclusive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, we're probably gonna try and record something by the end of the year. Like, probably get something, like, if we just released the album, but we wanna get something new, like, new out yeah. as well. Like, so there'll be, there'll be some, I think, hopefully, touch, touch wood. There'll be something new up within yeah. yeah. And I think that kind of gives a, a credit to you guys because I think you've always been quite uh, relentless in the work that you kind of do. As you say, you had the three Ps, and then I know obviously the, the album process kind of took a little bit longer, but yeah. I think it, obviously in the time that I've known you guys, it was something you were talking about for a, So it was always kind of the ball rolling. Yeah. yeah. So is it a case of, as you, as you said, like when you came back to do the band practice, that everything just kind of your chemistry kind of just everything seems to mold together there's no kind of forcefulness in like oh well we've got to write a new new album new track new EP yeah it, it really is like we try and force it yeah yeah we, we, we've had like oh we should like we'll have a writing session like we'll have like <laughs> so, so we go into a room we go like, oh we need we should write something new we go into a room never write anything we ended up just playing in the Sandman for like an hour. Yeah, yeah. genuinely. <laughs> genuinely new. Weirdly though, because obviously like now I'm in the divorce it's weird, because like seeing those guys do it, it's just bizarre, because like it'll literally just be like Miles or Adam will just do a riff and then it'll just all of a sudden... It just blooms, yeah, it really... Yeah, that's what it's, we're I, I, I have had one song where I wrote like 80% of it before it came to the band practice, and I showed the guys. We recorded it, and then like a week later we're like, we hate this song, I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is terrible. Like, it, the song that the song that like oh I wrote it and then we'll, I'll bring it to the guys was like the least organic sounding song. It's yeah. just, you can hear it like I don't know I it's it, it was we like, released it as like a B side like just a two track demo and I just I, I listened to it like fairly recently and I was like this, it just it, it just sounds really like forced yeah as a song like you like, like oh I came up with this idea and then like we'll make the band do it. It's kind of pieced it sounds pieced together. Yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. yeah. Whereas like there's almost every there's like. Even, it's not even like coming with one riff and then we do it. It's literally just in the room, we'll be fucking around, and then one of us will play something, and then the other one will hear it and go, well, this is cool, I'll play along with it. Yeah. And then it'll just eventually just snowball into a song. Like, most of our songs, like, we'll write the, the skeleton of it in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Like, it'll just cut, fall into place, and then we're like, oh, we should add this bit and this bit and this bit. Like, so, in that terms, because myself being obviously the vocalist and the I find like, fitting lyrics and stuff is quite it's, obviously for me it's quite a new challenge mm. but do you kind of have lyrics set written and then just think right this is what's going to go for that song so how, how do you kind of come up with that because again going back to what we spoke about before obviously the the lyrical content is quite sad and things like that yeah. but obviously the the tone of the music is kind of upbeat in places mm. so yeah what's kind of the, the process of that no it's it's more like I mean it's it's interesting for you to answer this afterwards because I want like because you you you're you're a just a vocalist, right? Yes. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just, but yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, just a vocalist. No, but like because like it's it's different for me because I like I'm writing the guitar melody at the same time yeah. as doing the vocal melody. So it's I, the guitar the vocal melody to me is usually just like nonsense words. I'll okay. just come up with a phrase or like 
it'll just be like a, like five sentences, none of which really makes sense. But they'll like, I'll have like 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 a, like a ten word sentence, and like two of the words will be I know will be one of the lyrics. Yeah. But the rest are just like just random like oh place, they, placeholder words. Yeah. yeah. Scratch like, so, words. Yeah. Right. So um, yeah. but so I kind of get phrased, and then in doing that, in like just letting like my subconscious sing over it. It kind of gives me the theme. Okay. This sounds fucking pretentious. No, 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 But like, no, like I'll just have it, and then like I'll get like a very basic chorus. Yeah. And like, oh, this is like the rough idea of what I want the chorus to be, and then I'll just like thesaurus it up. <laughs> like, like I'll just like so. But I, as if when you're doing it, for, so like when you're playing, hearing them, like the band play the song, do you do a similar thing? Is it or do you like do you have like a rough set of lyrics? See, for me, like I kind of. As I say, because it's quite a new element for me, like I, I still physically write lyrics out, mm. but then once the song is sort of constructed, I'll work around <laughs> and sort of cut and paste almost. So yeah, that's yeah. kind of the way that I do it. But yeah, I, I guess everyone kind of. Yeah, it's, it's definitely different. I don't really ever remember my lyrics, <laughs> like ever. I like when you do your lyrics, it makes me happy. Because I, I just see you playing bass and all of a sudden you just be like, ah! So it's like, yeah, Jamie's getting in. Yeah. I try. Um, but obviously you mentioned kind of you've already started a writing process as such for, <laughs> for new stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I guess there's, there's still, I don't want to make this kind of down, but there's still obviously legs in, in the matters and you still want to. Yeah, continue yeah. doing it. And We're not dead yet. No, no, no. Still a beating heart somewhere. No, but obviously, like as, as mentioned, obviously the elements of you guys, Dan and Toby, being in different countries. Well, and Jamie will all be in different countries. Mm-hmm. Like, there's still the drive to want to continue it, and yeah, and so on. yeah. it's more. I think we'll just keep doing it until we just physically can't anymore. Mm. Like until like there's a like until it just gets too. You make it. You make it sound like a bit. We're old. Yeah. We can't. We can no longer play. Brittle bones. I think we have to at least stay together until this podcast is out, unless like we really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to break the recent, Yeah, the recently deceased Noah Mathis <laughs> featured on this podcast. podcast. Says, the still what? life needs our bones. Band keeps break going. Break. <laughs> Next uh, day, yeah. band stops. Listening to a podcast breaks our band. But just want to bring it back to tonight because obviously. Fair show of 2017, you're doing it with just kind of friends and stuff, you haven't got sort of outside bands and stuff, but you're also raising money for charity. Yeah. Um, I just wanted, because weirdly enough, I was introduced to Raw New Dawn about two, three years ago, because mm-hmm. someone I was doing a story on on their job, it was the sister of the woman that runs it, right, she yeah. was doing like a firewalk sort of thing to raise money for them, so that's how I got introduced to the charity. Um, but just kind of wanted to get how you guys kind of came about what they did and why you decided that tonight you wanted to raise money for them. Well, basically, uh, we, we, we wanted to make it something, we don't want to do something special for a local charity, or for a charity in general at first mm-hmm. was the idea. And the seed of that idea um, sort of grew into we just support a local charity and specifically um, given the environment of, say, going back to Trump, for example, and that, that sort of attitude to women and that culture around the world. coming back up yeah. everywhere in the world. And it's, it's, Not like here it's something that's visible and something that's become so much more important um, recently. Uh, I mean, it's always been important, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. because it's in the limelight and everything, it's something we wanted to do and we wanted to focus on that. So um, I kind of put feelers out and tried to ask 
um, which charities would be good to support. Mm. And Elle L came back to us, Elle L Morgan. Um, had, had, I think she used to work for them or used, oh, okay. to, used to work with them. She had some connections to them. Yeah, she had a connection to them. He's a... Oh, God, okay. Sorry, class taking photos of in the corner. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. That's no, basically, we, you know, it's deeply important. You know, we all, you know, uh, you know we all have mothers, uh, people have daughters, aunts, whatever. Any female relation or any kind of female friend, you know, you should be supporting those people. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, why not focus on something important like helping the survivors of domestic abuse and violence yeah. and something that's deep, deeply meaningful to us and we just wanted to give back. Yeah. That's, that's what just put our support out for that. Um, way I like to end this is ask each member what their sort of favourite song that they, they like to play live because I know it's hard to pick a favourite song that you've written yeah. but I think live you get a different feel for it yeah. so everyone kind of gets a different feel for the energy of a certain song so that's how I like to end it. So, Toby, if I start with you, what, what would be your favourite song? Uh, I like Too Faith. Yeah? Any it, particular reason? Yeah, it kind of builds on a really nice, like, it starts out super slow and kind of just slowly progresses and then just has like a balls out riff. Yeah. Like really, like ridiculously stupid riff. <laughs> <laughs> like, so yeah, I just, I feel like the, the, like it just constantly chops and changes in a really cool way. And Too Faith, my favourite. Jamie? Scratching his he, chin. He was going to say too thick. You can stay the same one. You don't have to no, say different. No, I, I th- no, no. I think, I think it's going to be that we become who we boys been or blue honey only because I just, I just enjoy how kind of the power that I, sort of, they kind of have in them in terms yeah. of like, especially towards the end, like the, the great song at the end, they just build up and just release this kind of like, just any any frustrations or any vengeance, you can vent them out and that and they, those especially at the last moments and I especially with two things as well um, and I, I just think that they just really kind of live for me just feel just just perfect yeah so Jamie picked three <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's always got a little difficult yeah. I have yeah. um, and Dan yourself uh, for me it's probably the, the, the lead track on the album the lead off track uh, is a track called Morning yeah. um, it's probably one of my favourite things we've ever written because <laughs> it, it kind of harks back to the um, the stuff we've done previously in the way yeah. it's quite it's almost quite mathy but I just think having the like the going into huge choruses in that song and it's just so much fun to play live and really yeah, satisfying yeah. to play and it's quite it's quite fun to play on drums so right, that's, that's the thing that's the reason I like Athens because I, I always find what the drummer says the most interesting because obviously like a lot of the fans I talk to would be like grindcore fans and stuff like that, so they're uh-huh. just like constant blast beats, but they always kind of fit the one with the most kind of rhythm and stuff. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah no, that's cool. Um, guys, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me. I'll let you sell your gear for cool. the time. Looking Thanks forward so. to it. Cool. Thanks, Thanks so much. Much. there we have it folks massive shout out to the guys from Noya Mathers for joining me and it was really nice to just have a chat with those guys as I said known them quite a few years now and I never really going to get all three of them in the same place at one time like I'll have a chat with Toby I'll have a chat with Jamie I'll have a chat with Dan but never the three of them together so that was really cool um, and obviously with Toby now living in a different country it's getting a lot harder um, during the little chat we had, I uh, mentioned that the the show that they were playing was uh, for the charity Aurora New Dawn, 
um, and the show actually managed to uh, raise uh, more than £300 for the charity, which was absolutely awesome. Um, you can learn more about what the charity does. They're, they're, if, especially if you're living in Portsmouth or the South, there are already good charities to support. But just in general, uh, please go check them out, support them. Um, you can head over to their website, which is auroranddorg.uk. Um, I'll put the correct spelling and everything uh, in the description of this episode. Um, as always, you can keep up to date with what Noia Mathers are doing over on social media. Um, on Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Noia Mathers. Uh, on Twitter, it's at Noia Mathers. Uh, and on Instagram, it's Noia Mathers, which is all one word. Um, so, yeah. Uh, as mentioned at the top of the show, I'm going to do a little kind of trailers review. So I'm going to go straight into it. As I say, I'm going to pick three. So the first one I've picked is the trailer for the new Jumanji film, which is called... Uh, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle uh, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson Kevin Hart uh, Jack Black and Karen Gillian um, so here's a brief snippet of that and I'll give you my thoughts afterwards Wow, this is a fun group Welcome to detention Spencer, Bethany, Fridge Martha, you're all here for a reason Hey, person walking You should be thinking about who you are and who you want to be You'll have plenty of time to figure that out while you're cleaning out the basement are you gonna help, or are you too pretty? I'm too pretty. Yo, what's this? A game for those who seek to find a way to leave their world behind. Jumanji. You pick a character, and you're that person in the game. Which one do I pick? I don't think it matters that much. Oops, Finbar. Sounds like a badass. I'll be the curvy genius. Dr. Smolder Bravestone. I guess I'm Ruby Roundhouse. the rest of me oh my god fridge yeah i'm fridge who are you it's me spencer who is she martha why am i wearing half a shirt and short shorts in the jungle i think we got sucked into jumanji and we become the avatars we chose so that means bethany oh wait bethany don't look at it <gasps> I'm an overweight, middle-aged man. Well, I don't have my Claritin, and all I see around here is Paula. Well, I don't have a top two feet of my body. Damn, that is a man right there. Don't cry, don't cry. Don't cry, it's gonna be okay. Welcome to the jungle! This is a video game, which means we all have special skills. Why am I running so slow? That was so intense. I, like, can't even with this place. Watch your step in here. Maybe we're all in a coma. What? That old game machine must have electrocuted us. Now we're all. Oh my god! You better get in there and save her. I'm not gonna get in there. You get in there. I got a backpack on. You don't get in water with a backpack. Everybody knows that. So the original Jumanji film was. A film that I loved during my childhood um, that kind of escapism that that film gave I just thought was phenomenal um, 
so when I first saw that this was coming about, I was very apprehensive, very skeptical. But I have to be honest, I kind of like the on uh, the whole concept of bringing it forward into the modern day, uh, making this new Jumanji computer game where the characters get drawn into their avatars. Um, it does look a little all action, but what are you going to expect with a film that's starring The Rock? Just kind of what he's known for, which is fair play. It's making him millions and millions of dollars, and yeah, fair play to that guy. Um, may not be a film that I'm going to rush out and see, but it does come out around Christmas time, so it could be one of those films for a family outing around Christmas time, and it looks like it's just going to be a good, feel good kind of film. So yeah. Um, the next trailer I've picked is for a film called uh, 6.66pm. Uh, it's starring Jim Clock, Chad Ridge Ridgely, sorry, um, and Alexis Kelly. I uh, didn't really know anything about this, but here's a snippet. Here on the Beck property, haunted site of numerous grisly murders. Just don't get it, do you? The spirit is evil! What a capital! Evil! The spirit has already shown some displeasure with us being here, so we have to be very careful. Ow! What the hell? Okay, no one's gonna jump out of here, though, right? This guy's breaking all the serial killer rules, Cheryl. Do not underestimate! Timmy, Timmy, Holy tits! Here's some extra batteries. Pete. It's a really nice rack. Right, I'm gonna be totally honest. Only reason I choose this trailer was because of the the title of it. I thought it looked quite cool, so. I just wanted to see what it was all about. I totally regret it, to be totally honest. Um, it looks like scary movie, but done on even less of a budget with no names of no... Um, sorry if, if anyone's a fan of the, the actors and actresses that I named before the trailer, but I haven't personally heard of any of them. Um, and I didn't laugh at a single joke during the trailer. So, yeah, maybe let's just avoid that one when it comes out in November. Um Finally, the last trailer I've picked is for the Netflix film uh, of Death Note. I wanted to check this one out because obviously there's a lot of controversy behind the, the casting of the film. Um, I haven't actually seen the anime itself, but I've heard really good things. So it's probably one of those ones that I will watch the anime before I watch the, the live action version. But let's jump into it. All the people that make life miserable. <laughs> make life dangerous. We can change things. The human whose name is written in this note shall die. Shall we begin? <laughs> You're a death god. Yes. 
exactly can I do with this death note? Put your name down and see what happens. It's not gonna solve a few crimes. It's gonna solve all crime. Do you think that I'm crazy? I think you're not crazy enough. We could change the world. The killer has taken credit for over 400 deaths. Although we do not know how he kills his victims, we do know he's not some omnipotent force. He's a person. Like you or me. You're the one who flew into the sun. I'm just here to make sure you burn. We're not the good guys anymore. How do you know what you're doing? I promise you, you will not survive. What they want is a god. So let's give it to them. Understandably, you can see why people were a bit annoyed with the whole quote-unquote whitewashing of it. Um, I think through the whole trailer, the only kind of Asian person you see is somebody being beaten up. Uh, obviously, all the leads are either white or black, um, but that's by the by. It's not, not my place to, to comment on it. Um, on the surface, it looks pretty cool, um, and I think after the success of Ghost in the Shell, it's opened up for a lot more kind of live-action anime remakes, um, as I mentioned, I haven't seen the anime of Death Note, so I don't know if this is going to do it any justice or not. Um, with it being a Netflix film, it may kind of get lost in the shuffle a little bit, but we'll wait and see. Um, Willem Dafoe as the voice is Riku. I hope I've kind of said that right. Um, it's a nice little touch, but yeah, it's definitely one that I will check out. Um, it comes out on Netflix on uh, August 25th, so if you're into that sort of thing, keep an eye out for that. Um, so yeah that's the, the kind of end of this new little segment that I'm hoping to introduce let me know what you think of it uh, if you like it suggest some trailers that you've seen um, I'll go check them out and if not just give a shout out be like Tim what the fuck are you on about shut up um, head over to Twitter uh, it's at just underscore and underscore insight as always uh, you can use the hashtag JAIPod to, to give us any shout outs or any information um, next week we're back on the WWE road for the Great Balls of Fire uh, pay-per-view which I'm kind of looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing how Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar goes so we'll keep an eye out for that one um, and obviously get our normal guests on onto that one um, but for now ladies and gentlemen thank you again for joining me on the Justin Insight podcast and I will see you soon mm-hmm.